0: This episode of Weekly Sauce is brought to you by Chetty's Hot Sauce. Visit Chetty'sHotSauce.ca and use Hot Sauce 25 for 25% off on the entire website. Uh, they just sent us a new package, so we have, uh, I think, about 12 sauces to give out as a giveaway. So we're going to be giving that out uh, soon. I mean, we'll figure it out with Alex. I mean, Alex is the social media guy, so uh, we'll figure out where we're going to send that out. Uh, but visit Chetty's Hot Sauce.ca. Use Hot Sauce 25 for 25% off on the entire website. Uh, today's a special episode. We, we're going to cover the draft. This is uh, Weekly Sauce Episode 20. Uh, my name is Terry Tam, and I'm joined by my co host, Alex D'Anton Corleone. But we have a special guest today, and it is John Eamon, our uh, our hockey guy for Hot Sauce Sports.ca. What's going on, boys? Alex, I'll start with you. Uh,
1: nothing much, man. I. Uh, I'm just disappointed, but we'll talk about it later.
0: Oh, it's in it's in the script. Don't worry. It's in the script. Uh, John, how's it going, man? Good, man. Uh, long time no talk, but uh, I'm looking
2: <laughs> forward to getting into it
0: tonight. Yeah, so John's subbed in. Job's a sub this week. You're uh, you're a plug this week. We're going to call you John the Plug. We can plug you in anywhere. We yeah. had John on Hot Sauce Sports because he's <laughs> for some reason, didn't feel like doing the show. Uh, and now we have him on uh, as a guest on uh, Weekly Sauce. Uh, so the draft happened, boys. I mean, we were supposed to do our live show with Marco D'Amico. That fell through. Uh, it's too bad because Marco's got some crazy insight. I mean, anything that I know for the draft, I I went to Marco's website, basically. So uh, for me, it was, it was easy to, to follow guys' names because I went to his article, his top 62 rankings, and I just followed the names from there.
2: Yeah, no, I was looking forward to it, but uh, you know, at least we get to do this, and uh, we can recap instead of uh, getting a lot of reaction. And I know that uh, some some heavy debates are are sure to follow. So, hey, Alex, I mean, we'll uh, we'll start with you.
1: So, I, I was excited for the draft, really, really excited. The uh, the only issue, I had is uh, our pick. The Habs pick. Uh, the haps pick so i'm i'm torn i'm not sure if i should feel happy or i should feel disappointed you were fucking Um, mad
0: in the group chat like i was i was fucking mad on your 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 opinions which is i respect you for that but this one was like you were ready to fucking become a maple leaf fan
1: no no (laughs) (laughs) that never Never. i'm at that I'm a diehard Habs fan and that's never going to change. Yeah. But um I hate the team, I like the team, so
0: yeah. <laughs> that's how fans are. It's,
1: it's fan bases. Yeah. Um so 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 Kaden Gooley, as much as I don't have a problem with the dudes I just don't understand the pick unless of course he's planning on getting a like whenever left-handing defenseman in a package deal for another guy. Um, so also, I'm not sure whether he's going to use one of our current prospects in a trade or what he's going to actually use Gouley or if if Ghouley even is going to pan out, uh, like everyone's saying. there's uh, I've read a, I've read a, um, a few articles um, by The Athletic um, from Corey Pronman. Yeah, he's great. He's awesome. Uh, he was saying that yes is 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 good he's he's strong defensively uh the only thing he mentioned is uh he's very limited on his ability to play on a power play okay um, so he's not a
0: power play guy guys what do you say
1: basically uh but he but he's projected they're saying as number 3 defenseman uh in the nhl okay so he's not a top pair defenseman he's not he's he's either going to be a, a second pair or third pair defenseman in the NHL so his, his skill set is very limited on the power play so we'll de- it will really depend on the next two years whether he develops his shots uh, more uh, it's going to really depend on that and yeah we'll see what the future holds.
0: John what did you think about Kate and Ghoulie? I know we went back and forth a bit on hot sauce but for the weekly sauce fans what did you uh, what did you think?
2: Um, I, I, tend to agree with Alex a little bit, uh, with some of the skills on the board, I was surprised by the pick, but, uh, I don't hate it to me. It, it, he kind of seems like he's going to fit into like a Brent Seabrook style guy, um, where he's just going to be a physical shut down the gap. He's going to, he's a smooth skating guy. That's, that's the biggest thing. He's a really good skater. So at least he, he's got some size and he's fast. So his offensive upside isn't as high as I would like it to be for how high he was picked. But there's there's some skills there. There's some raw skill that you can work with, and you can hope to develop them into something bigger than into into a more offensive role as he gets bigger and more mature.
1: Yeah, he he he's currently being compared to Darnell Nurse actually. Okay,
0: that's not bad. That's what.
1: So uh, yeah, Darnell what,
0: Nurse is a, is a three yeah. on a good team.
1: Pretty much. Yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> I don't. I don't hate to pick. Listen, yeah. I'm not gonna sit here and say that he's a Jake Sanderson comparable. I mean, I'm not gonna say that at all. Um, but you know it, It's you never know what you're gonna get in the draft, and like I was saying, I was telling you guys in the group chat, drafts are all crapshoots. You know what I mean? Um, nobody really know. You you don't know anything for sure. For all we know, Lafreniere can be a bust. It's highly doubtful. But you know what I mean? Don't fucking roll your eyes at me, Alex.
1: <laughs> Bro, that's okay, you have like you have like less than 5% chance of L-
0: less than 0.1% of, chance that he's
1: going to be a buzz. Even yeah,
0: even yeah. that. So I agree with you. I'm yeah. just saying is that there's nothing that's a guarantee. So when you're drafting somebody, is he would would this guy have been drafted in the first round if the Habs didn't pick him?
1: Yes. So, oh, yeah. he, he, so he's a first-round talent. He is yeah. it's just that after uh, Drysdale and Jake Sanderson, yeah, the gap between those two and the next defensemen, huge. Is huge. Yeah, huge. I, I a agree. Huge gap. So that's so so. That was my main concern with Gouli. I was I was person expecting the the Panthers to pick uh, Gouli, but Anton Lundell slipped through um, and, and landed with the Panthers. So that's what probably got us Ghoulie because I feel like the yeah. Panthers were were really high on Ghoulie. I so, thought for uh, sure and, the
2: Panthers went with a defenseman two.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And Askarov as well. Um, sick pick by the Preds. They, they know that Pecorino has not much left. Uh, UC Saros. Li- left. And, and UC yeah. Saros is basically not reliable enough. So they just drafted their franchise goalie for the next, I don't know how many years. Yeah. Askarov was
0: ranked really high. I mean, a lot of people thought that maybe Ottawa was going to make a play, but when they traded for Murray, they said, no, obviously we, we knew that they weren't going to draft a goalie. Um, I like Askarov. I think he's going to be a a goalie for in the NHL for a long time. Vasileski style. Um, he's going to be one of the best. I mean, he looks, he looks great. Um, what Another pick that I liked, and I hate to talk about it, was the Maple Leafs. I love that they drafted Amarov. I mean, I think Amarov is a small kid. He fits in that style perfectly. And what he does is he's able to get in the lineup, and they'll be able to trade JT, Marner, or freaking Will- Nylander because they have a guy that's going to be able to score.
1: Harry, you want me to be honest with you? I think what? that was our pick. You think so? Right before us, I think, I think that was our pick. You think they were going to draft him? Yeah.
0: I, I mean, I, I hope they pick. didn't draft him because he's small. He's tiny. He's 160 pounds. Now, I mean, well, he probably bulk up foot. to 180.
1: He's six foot. So, yeah, I guess.
0: But great player though. But they say he's super strong yeah. on his feet. He's got time. Yeah, they say he's super strong on his feet. He's a powerful skater. I mean, I liked him a lot. I mean, when I was looking at, when I was reading up and I was looking at some highlights and stuff, I had really little to no knowledge of him before the before all of this and. I looking at him. I'm like, man, this kid's gonna be good, and I think that Toronto Maple Leafs got a nice player with him. Nice player. Oh yeah, the San Jose Sharks did it a little different this year. They uh... Doug Wilson, the GM of the uh, the San Jose Sharks, uh, drafted his first round pick. Uh, using sign language. The reason why was because uh, Ozzy Wiesblatt, the player that he drafted, his mom is deaf. So he did it in sign language so she can understand it, so she can see it on TV. I mean, it's one of the best things I've ever seen. And uh, it's good for them. And he's apparently he's going to be a good player. I have no idea who he is. I mean, I've,
1: I've heard the name, but I have no idea what kind of player he is. Uh, from what I've seen uh, from the WHL, uh, he seems like a pretty great talent. Um, I believe he's he's his playmaking ability was really what uh, separated him from the rest of the group. Uh, I've him and J- Jarvis have a, about the same skill sets. Yeah. Uh, but he's the, he's obviously not as good as Jarvis, but. He has the same style, basically. He's he's very fast on his feet. Uh, he has good vision. So Ozzy Wizblad was one, like one of my favorite players if, obviously, we got him. But yeah. not, uh, not in the first round, but second round, obviously.
0: Um, Other highlights from the draft for you guys? I have a couple, but I wanted to know what you guys have. John, I'll start with you.
2: Um <clears throat> general highlights. Um I'm gonna be honest, I really like what the Kings did. If you look at the uh their first two picks, you got Byfield, 6'4", six four two fifteen, Hells Grant six three, one ninety two, both eighteen years old. Uh I'm Please. jealous. I won't lie. I was very I was very impressed with their with their first two picks and uh that, that was definitely one team that stuck to me in the first two rounds.
0: I was listening to yeah. uh Chicklets. And they were talking about Byfield and they compared him to, uh, well, there was a scout that compared him to uh, Keith Primo. And I was like, fuck, that's a nice comparison, you know, because <laughs> he, he might not be a guy who's going to get you like 70 points, but he might be a guy who might crack a few skulls, good skater, uh, knows how to play, big boy, you know, so I'm, I'm a big fan of Byfield. <laughs>
1: um, what I liked oh, after yeah. the draft is um, the Hurricanes. Uh, they got Jarvis. That's That was my pick. No, that was the boy my You've been
0: talking about him for weeks.
1: Yeah, for weeks. And the second pick in the second round, they got Noel Gundler, which I was, I was baffled that he even dropped out of the first round. He has great talent. What made people, I mean, GMs pass on him is apparently his character issue. There were, uh, there was raised the red flags about his work ethic or whatever it was. Um, so Gundler was great talent. Uh, I was maybe ex- hoping we could grab him with our one of our picks in the second round. Obviously, then pass the fucking hurricane. So they so they pissed me off two rounds straight, Jarvis and Gundler back to back. Uh, so I'm absolutely jealous of the Hurricanes for those two picks. <laughs>
0: The Hurricanes look good, man. In a couple of years, they're going to be a real contender. I think. I really do think that. I mean, I don't know if I don't oh, know yeah. if these guys I, are going to be on the roster, but they're going to be a contender.
1: Uh, I'm 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 pretty sure. I hate them personally, but <laughs> bunch of jerks. A <laughs> bunch of jerks. Exactly. Uh, I personally hate them, but pff, they're going to be up there. They're gonna. They're gonna. Get to the semifinals, maybe Senate Cup final. Two,
0: two things. Two things that I liked. Uh, I like what the Senators did. Uh, we spoke about it a bit before, um, but I think that they're 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 getting ready for like a nice push. A nice push, and I like what they did. Um, one guy that I had ranked a little bit higher than he was, uh, but he did get drafted, uh, where I had him ranked as Ryan O'Rourke. Uh, big D guy. I, I, th- I actually, when I was writing down my notes, I had write, I'd written Ryan O'Rourke as a maybe a sleeper when we were going to do our live draft thing. Um, I wrote down as a sleeper, and I, and I wrote down three teams. I said um, Jets, the Wild, and the Ducks. And he got drafted with the Wild. And good for him. I mean, the kid, got second round pick, but either way, uh, drafted 39th overall. And there's a lot of these guys. I think this draft is super deep when it comes to defensemen. I think in between uh, when you get from Caden Gooley all the way to like the mid third round, there's a lot of defensemen in there that are going to have careers. And I like the comparison that you said of Caden Gooley to Brian C- Brent Seabrook uh, because, yeah, he's not going to be able, he's not going to get you 20 goals a season. He might get you 10, 12, 15, maybe not a lot of power play minutes. Um, depends if he fixes his shot, like Alex said. Um, but I'm a big fan. What I do like, what I did yeah. like about this year's draft is that nobody looked like it was so deep that nobody kind of overcomplicated it. I don't think anybody was really talking. I mean, we can we can piss and moan about Kaden Gouli all we want, but I don't think anybody really complained about how the Habs drafted this year. Um, that's why I wanted to get your guys' draft rankings when it comes to the Habs. How did you think they drafted overall? Maybe we'll give them like a, a to A to F ranking.
1: So, you go first, Alex? Oh Alex, you go first. Go okay, for perfect. It. So I give them a B. Um Ghoulie's fine. Uh safe I pick. actually actually yeah, it's it's a it's a safe pick, yeah. My favorite round was the second round. Uh we got Luke Tuck and we got Jan Misek. Great picks. Well well fun fact, uh it, their names. They, they got them back to back on purpose. Tuck Mysack <laughs> <laughs> I even realize If you that. If, if you if you fucking read it, it's sack and stuff. Miss miss whatever you spell pronounce his name. Uh, yeah, but anyways, uh, Tuck. Um, it's, I believe he's their first power forward we draft this high since McCarron. <sighs> McCarron, yeah. what a what a pick. S- s- so, <laughs> pick what a fucking bust! Okay, mccarron i'm I couldn't don't even skate. want to fucking talk about this that guy. He couldn't skate. He so couldn't figure it out. He couldn't skate. He was too tall. I he, honestly, he looked like a fucking elephant on skates. But when they drafted like the
0: him, foot. everybody's like, you know, this guy has a big ceiling. He just never got it done. He never could figure
1: it out. They were I mean, calling him Lucic at the draft. That's what they were calling the him. Time. At least Luch could put a fucking few pops uh, in
0: the back of the net. <laughs> he did a couple years, but, uh... but he had to
1: play with big guys. I mean, he had to play with <laughs> big, good
0: players. Uh, John, what's your draft ranking?
2: Um, <clears throat> So, I, I, I'm in the same category. I kind of gave it a bit of a B, maybe a B plus at best, because if, uh, if you want to trust what they've done the last couple of years. Um, But I, I, I like what they picked up in the fourth round, so I, I won't piggyback, piggyback off Alex, because he's right. I like the second round a lot, but um, you got a couple guys from Minnesota and Jack Smith and uh, is it Blake, Blake Biondi, um, both going to University of Minnesota Duluth next year, which was a top five program last year. Um, so we hope that maybe that can translate their game. Biondi was also uh, named Mr. Minnesota, which is uh, like MVP in the state of Minnesota for hockey, put up 76 points in 25 games. Um, and then Sean Farrell was actually a guy <coughs> that, Jesus, Tony Granato, Mentioned yeah. on the feed that I was watching at the start of the second round as a guy to watch in the deeper rounds. So cool to see that the Habs picked him up. Looked into him, Chicago Steel from the USHL. So he uh, put up some good points. So another guy that I got uh, some high hopes for.
1: Yeah, what- yeah speaking of Sean Farrell, uh, Cole Caulfield retweeted and said "Steal" when the when the Habs announced Sean Farrell. He tweeted and said "Steal." So maybe Caulfield knows some stuff we don't know uh i read some stuff some uh, some analysis on uh, sean farrell uh and they were saying that he is a great playmaker uh has a great skill set what made him drop in the draft uh, i believe was his uh shot and his size okay that's what mainly what made him drop in the draft because he was projected going early third we got him late in the fourth so it, it, it's a it's a great value pick well, listen. I mean,
0: yeah. last year playing with the Chicago Steel, forty-four games, fifty-six points. Uh, that's not anything to laugh at. I mean, five, nine, 175 pounds. For now, uh, we'll see how he can grow. Um, played in the U.S. under-18 team, the U.S. Development League. I mean, he's 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 a good prospect. He might be something to look out for. You know what I mean? And um, that's the thing is, you never know where you're going to get with some of these guys. And I think uh, I don't know who I was talking about it with. I think it was you, Alex. Actually, we were talking about the NCAA and how it's a good route to develop. Um, the CHL is great. Don't get me wrong; it's always going to be number one, but the NCAA is 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 really doing big things now. And I think that they're going to become a close second to the CHL when it comes to development. I mean, we could talk about all these kids that play pro in Sweden and Russia when they're 18 and they play against men and they develop really quickly. Uh, but I think the NCAA, uh, Adds to like this mental aspect where you know you're in class you're focused you know there's you're 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 you're, you're living and breathing hockey you're not getting paid um, you know you, you don't have you can't skip class you can't do anything. that you're focused Like you're you're becoming a man very quickly in those four years and um, and I think a lot of people are gonna go that route I mean I know the route personally because well not personally but I, I can see it because I what I do is I push kids to go to prep school to to, to use athletics as a way to develop their their education. And um and you you go that route, these kids that come out of there, they're they're smarter, they're they're more focused, they're they're reliable, they're they're much more game ready, pro ready than guys that are coming out of the CHL right away.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Uh I think the NCAA uh, it really grew over the years. Uh, I, I remember when it used to be like a non factor league and it wasn't well, there was really like
0: five schools and like B yet BC, BU, Minnesota, Wisconsin. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Cool.
1: Yeah. It came from far and I gotta go. It got a lot of attention and I guess they, they developed their programs. Uh, and now we see more, more and more players come out of there, be good. Uh, there's one league actually, uh let me just put NCAA on the side for a second. There's one underrated league right now, and it's the DEL, the Deutschland League. Yeah. Oh, my God. They're d- developing some really great talent right now. Stutzler's from theirs. Uh, last last year was Moritz Seider. Uh, yeah, Stutzler, John Jason Paterka, Lucas Reichel, who played with Maxim Lapierre. Yeah with uh at Berlin uh so that's not a league to watch in the coming years yeah the German League is yeah. is is up there I
0: mean I think it, it, their, their development program is a lot better now I mean every year we see it in the world championships how how much better Germany gets absolutely Yeah. well you cut out a bit there John
2: one thing I like, too, about it is that they only play 30 games, which Alex was kind of alluding to, which was a detriment to a lot of GNs and scouts early on, like, in it, you know, in the early 2000s. But I think people are starting to see that it gives them a chance to physically develop their body in the weight room because they're not playing as many games. And it's not as taxing on their body. So they're yeah. actually recovering better. And they're like, they're physically ready to walk into the league at 21 as opposed to walk in as a junior that's you know, a little bit smaller at nineteen,
0: twenty. Example: We didn't see Datsu until he was twenty-three because he was in the KHL. You know, so Datsu yeah. came in at twenty-three and right away, instant superstar. Um, you can't you you can develop. Yeah, I mean, we've seen it happen. A,
1: what? Yeah, yeah. Everyone has a different development curve. Yeah, so for sure. Some yeah. players bl- blossom at eighteen. Others blossom when they're twenty-three. So. Depends on the player. The
0: thing honestly. is, that now hockey, it's rare you're going to get a La- Alexi Lafreniere. Like, how many years are we going to? And how many years are we going to get a generational guy like Lafreniere? I mean, the, the Hughes, the younger I think brother, it's every ten years. Ten years. The Hugh, the younger Hughes brother. I'm forgetting his name right now. He plays at Milton Prep in Boston. This kid, this fucking kid, is better than both his brothers put together. I he's one I ha- of the best I haven't watched much of him. Well, he's still he's 16 years old. You probably haven't seen much. He plays prep school. There's really no tape on him. But I went to I went to a prep uh tournament in December and we watched this kid in Boston and he was he's unbelievable. He's fucking nasty. And I might be exaggerating if he's better than Quinn or Jack Hughes, but Man, this guy is legit. He's their whole family has been coming to our tournament for years. The Montreal Meltdown, and uh, we've always known how good they were. Lafreniere too. Lafreniere, growing up, I think I have seen him every summer from the age of like five until probably fifteen. Right, the year before he left to the queue and uh, they, you knew the kid was going to be a first round pick. You know, so you, you can see generational talent. But I think that Hughes kid in three years he might be the next one. The next one. We'll see. We'll see. Um, yeah. What do we think of Berger right now? He's made this trade for Josh Anderson. Uh, he's drafted well. I mean, I, I give him, I'll give him. i give him a B-plus in this draft, you know? Um, Alex, you gave him a B. John, what did you give him?
2: I didn't record it. Uh, yeah, I was kind of a little bit on the fence in between there, but, um, you know, give it a couple of years. It could be a B-plus, but I'm going to set it a B right now. Yeah. So I'm going B be
0: plus on this. I think that he did well. I think he addressed certain needs, uh, not drafting French Canadian player. I noticed that too. Not one player from the queue, which is great. Not, it's not a bad thing.
1: That's it's a that good thing. It should not be a, it should not be a concern. Exactly. Montreal has this, has this old culture where it needs to have a French superstar. It needs to have a French player. Uh, I just don't like it Because it just You're just going to pick the up the last a, a French, French superstar Because he's... From Montreal Like would you call Jose Thierry a José superstar Oh yeah Jose Theodore. Yeah. Would you call it superstar
0: Well I mean by a superstar Like a guy that we drafted In the first round That we expected to be The next fucking Jesus Who, who has it been We haven't really drafted friend- Louis Leblanc there you go. He's the oh, guy yeah, Guillaume yeah. Latendresse, but he- second round. <laughs> but Guillaume <laughs> Latendresse was like he—he's a perfect example, actually, because he was 18 years old playing in the NHL and he had no business playing at 18 years old. They just wanted him because yeah. he was French and they wanted to keep him. He on was the rushed. Edge. Yeah, 100. percent He was rushed, but he was a good player. I liked him. He had great like games where he was like, you can say like, this guy was sick. But Louis LeBlanc was the last guy. They're like, okay, our, the great French hope.
1: Because it was in Montreal. That, as well. that was a that was
0: in Montreal too. I was there. Yeah. <laughs> I was there. I was sitting Same. with <laughs> I was sitting with a couple of friends of mine, Robbie Shrimp and Matt Lashoff. And um it was it was interesting. It was interesting. We were sitting we had like front row seats and uh when Louis Leblanc got drafted, everybody went nuts and we're all like, Okay, this guy's <laughs> gonna be like This guy's not gonna be great. <laughs> we kind of knew head cases, man. You can tell. mean, Louis LeBlanc. I mean, I'm sure he's a great guy, but you can tell he was a little bit of a head case. He kind of had it in his head. Like join does a bit. Um, let's talk about the Josh Anderson trade before I let you guys go. I mean, and we'll talk about the signing too. He just signed seven years, five and a half million. I don't hate it. I think seven years is a little long. Um, I know Alex
1: doesn't like the seven seasons. What do you think? Um, personally, 5 years for me would have been the max. Uh simply because of his injury. Uh if if it wasn't because of his injury, no problem, 7 years. But I don't want to give 7 years to someone and coming off from a huge major surgery. Yeah. Okay. That that's my only concern. Like I I'm not doubting his talent. He's exactly what we needed. He's a power forward. He has skill, he has grit, he has A nice shot, he hits a lot, and he's six foot three. That's exactly what we needed. He's two hundred and twenty pounds. He's he's like a
0: cheaper version of Tom Wilson, right, John?
1: Yeah.
0: I think John froze. Yeah, John's frozen. Uh (laughs) yeah, so he's like two (laughs) hundred and twenty pounds. Uh he's a big boy. Johnny there? You good?
2: Yeah, I'm back now. <laughs> You're a bit on a delay. Oh, I think I made it for a little bit. Okay, there you go. So, What did you think
1: of Anderson?
2: I kind of expected it, to be honest. I thought it was going to be a six-year. I didn't think that he was going to push for seven, but I'm assuming that if we sign up to seven, it was to bring down the uh, the AAV. The average. Um, I know that some people aren't happy with it, which is, it's, it's, but to me you don't find a guy like that very often. And how many times has Bergevin told us that you don't, you have to draft them because you won't get them otherwise. And somehow we got it. Um, So I don't mind him kind of putting the investment in it. And I also think that it's, it's something that within a few years, when we get past COVID that the salary cap will, will rise enough that that five and a half million dollars will not be difficult to trade because it'll be something that's more along the lines of like a $3.84 million contract now. So it's not, it's not going to have the same value in four or five years that it has now. And I think that there's it, there's a lot of, to me, there's more paths to success than failure with this. And when you think about what action needs to happen for this to be a successful contract. So that's what I'm banking on. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of being a bit optimistic, obviously, but I don't see, I, I'm going to let it play itself out and I'm going to hope that it ages well. So,
0: yeah the seven years might have been a stretch i mean the five or six range probably would have been ideal uh but the way i saw it as soon as i saw seven years i'm like that's a good contract to trade so in seven years from now maybe five uh even on his seventh on his last contract year, you know trading to a contender that needs some just some depth or whatever it is and i love how we're automatically assuming that the Habs won't be a print? contender
2: <laughs> <laughs> well it it goes both ways, right? He Bergeron seems to be a guy that hedges his bets really well with his contract signing. So, and and if we need to get rid of him in five years because he's a, he's past his prime or whatever, there's going to be a cup contender that needs size on the third fourth line that's going to take him.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, any last uh, words, Alex? Any you want to send a
1: love note to Kaden Gooley? Dear Kaden, <laughs> as much as as I didn't like your pick. What I do hope is for you to succeed. You know, I was upset, but hey, in three five years we'll find out if you were a bust or a success. As we're talking, I'm watching Josh Anderson highlights on
0: Sportsnet right now. <laughs> I love it, love it. Um, John, any last words before we uh, we sign off?
2: No, uh, it's great to be on for the first time. Had a good uh, good hockey chat with you guys and. Uh it's good to to say it out loud instead of a group text
0: (laughs) talk shit i mean things in in that group chat in that group chat people get really butthurt sometimes (laughs) especially eagle man eagle goes nuts sometimes he's such a prick holy fuck eagle's an asshole sometimes man sometimes like he he talks to me i'm like are you you realize we're friends right (laughs) he's he's got little man syndrome again um all right, boys, that's it. Again, this episode is brought to you by Chetty's Hot Sauce. Visit Sauce. Sauce.ca uh, and use Hot Sauce 25 for 25% off, off the entire site. Uh, we're going to be doing a giveaway uh, sometime in the next couple weeks. Uh, so stay tuned, uh, follow us, subscribe everywhere um, so you can check that out. Also, we're always putting out content. We have two episodes a week of Hot Sauce Sports and Weekly Sauce, and we usually pump out a few clips, uh, funny things, uh, funny dick jokes that Pete and I usually have said. Um, so that's it, boys. Uh, Alex, I'll talk to you next week. John, you have a couple articles coming out, uh, so stay tuned for that, and peace.